Welcome back to WTF and Vanadil with Spicy and... The Fox Danger. And today we were gonna do something, and we're not doing it anymore because we had some problems. We were gonna talk about the best job in the game, and we had a guest on who I was very excited for. And then one thing led to another, and there were some delays, and the guest can't attend because of said delays slash they have a real life, which is hard to believe. I know people in this game do have yeah, real lives. for real. And so they have real lives in this game, and, you know, so we're going to push that back and eventually get to that. So Fox and I are going to fall back on scrambling, which is what we like to do the most. And we've come up with today, we will talk about, one, we have some feedback we want to address, maybe some small talk too, but we'll talk about... Social dynamics in the game, because that is a recurring theme, and yeah. You know, I sometimes feel like we do our best work when we're, like, scrambling in the weeds. Like, the most interesting co- like um, uh, conversations come out of that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if we just don't know what the hell we're doing. If you say so. I, you know, that's... I, I mean, we'll see what happens. Seems good. Best job in the game. I was excited. I was even getting prepared for this one a little more than I usually do. And I was, you know, reading. Me too. I, I, on this particular job, and we're going to leave this ambiguous, but on this particular job, like I really wanted to be sold on it. And not that that's the aim of the episode or anything, um, because it's something that I always really wanted to play more, but I just never could justify doing it over going other things, even though I know it's, you know, it's perfectly fine merit wise. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one where we will be co- where we'll most likely be covered. This is our anyway, this is our tenth episode too, so watch out. We've we've done ten episodes now. Technically eleven or twelve, but ten. So we can almost like combine this into a twenty four hour playlist. <laughs> yes, yeah, so everyone can put it on while they're sleeping next to their omelet du fromage. ASMR. Yes, Rue is not here, there's no ASMR. I enjoy when he's around. I wish I could do like any voice to do that justice. We're going to have to bug him again sometime. Well, we, I want to eventually, this is going to definitely play into our social dynamics today. Of like, We eventually have to, because we're going to talk about it today. It's going to come up, mental health in this game. And we need to find, we want Rue on for that episode, because that's originally the idea came from our unrecorded after hours with Rua about how we really need to talk about that, because it's a really important topic, but we need someone actually qualified, qualified with a degree slash professional experience slash not some guy who sits in an armchair and just plays the game and read some you know philosophy yeah we're we're confident enough to know and understand that there is a problem uh, we're just we just combined we don't feel like we're qualified enough to actually speak to it in a way that's backed by like real science so that that's that's basically what we want to do to approach it in the future though is see if we can scratch up an actual professional on it who also has some some knowledge of the game uh, because that's a topic that really needs to be covered yeah the specter haunting the community and as (laughs) as the population had you know it's more concentrated now yeah we have higher numbers it's gone up but I think a lot of that is not true playership a lot of that's mules dual boxing etc bots I mean, there's more people now than I think there was after the population's gone down, but I th- you really see a concentration of certain people shining more than they did back in the day when you kind of, you know, when it's, when things are loud and noisy and crowded, you don't see the person underneath the bridge when you're driving by as much, but when they're thin out and there's more, there's less distractions, you kind of notice more. So that's possibly also what we're seeing. And I mean, your mileage will also vary from server to server too. Yeah. Like when you talk about like legit people in the game, it's going to sound like we're like heavily judgmental. And I'm not trying to come from like a judgmental point of view. 
I, I can't speak for Spicy, of course. Everyone judges. There's record. nothing. I don't. There, people are very but, insecure about judging. Everyone makes their own decisions and what they feel and think and everyone has opinions and if it's okay to have an opinion that means you also have made judgments and it's okay to make judgments i mean that's part of conversation is staying stating what you believe and stand for and the other person reciprocates and you have a discussion that's what it is but everyone tends to get a little upset nowadays and that might even be not yeah that's exactly it people do get upset like i i just like to make observations and then try to find something interesting about that observation and, and try to like provide some sort of like insighted comment or comments on it or, or anything like that um and for me to say now like, i'm not like, sitting here, like trying to put servers down or anything yeah it's a misnomer because it's always things just because the, the era or the day has changed does not mean something is suddenly new it's not a new phenomenon it's just you know giving a little more credit than it deserves anyway <laughs> i was thinking today since i just finally finished washtar to the stage, I'm at the 10,000 boulders now. I've been storing cases for years, and years of so, cases got me less than halfway. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I never asked Fox, what have you been up to in game? What have I been up to? Oh, man. Uh, right now, I'm actually still working on my bird gang. Uh, I do it really slowly because I, I've, I've mentioned murking in the past. I don't murk anymore, and I haven't for like six months. Um, just because I like to trust the group. I like to have fun with the group I'm working with. It's not like strictly business like a lot of groups are. Um, so I'm working on Bird Gang right now, and then I just do small optimizations on like all my jobs. I, I haven't had the most time to play uh, recently, at least not since summer, uh, because of you know my college courses that I'm on right now for engineering. Um, it takes a lot of time, but uh, when I when I don't have that, like I like to do math nerd stuff whenever possible. Um, most of the time, I just like tweak Lua's and, and things like that Set to try mine. to make them more efficient. I, I tried, man. I tried, I, I, and. and I, I'm proficient at Lua also. It's just, I don't, I'm not like a proficient programmer is the problem. Like I can understand and, and read the the logic and I know how to program in Lua, but I'm not like the best ever at it. So you're never going to see any kind of like complicated scripts or anything from me, but I do have a general understanding of everything I'm looking at. I just don't know how to necessarily bring it up from scratch. I guess is the best way to put it. Can't believe I'm doing yeah. a podcast with a dirty, dirty Merc. Right. And you know, sometimes, sometimes you actually feel bad about it too. Like uh, when you're when you're looking at that guy sitting there wearing the uh, the SU five greatsword, and and he's trying to like get you to check him because he's like talking about how cool it is, and like we're sitting there just like laughing at him on Discord, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> is that? Like, is that? I, I don't think I was there for this story. I, I Bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to mention any names. Uh, well, uh, you didn't have to mention a name, and I still, I, I know who you're talking about by proxy because there's no other way it's not. It, it, but I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> was I there for that? No, I was not there for that. Oh, the great no, sword's so I think awesome. This I, was... I don't know what's awesome about that, but hey, maybe there's some vivacious pulse that someone needs. Well, well, it can do some interesting things with regen, but I'm not going to go down that that road necessarily. We'll talk about some of the mechanics of it some other time. But it was actually during the um, the uh, the Croc ambuscade uh, where you had to time your weapon skills appropriately so he didn't like do awful things to you and like level up and stuff. And uh, that 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 ambuscade was actually the easiest ambuscade ever. And I remember I actually my group actually taught some Merc groups how to do it, and then oh, they boy. immediately like undercut the price on us. Yeah, it was awful. And then they undercut the price on us for no reason because it was selling perfectly well, et cetera, et cetera. Like I can go on and on about Merking. At the end of the day, just go do content yourself because I'm not, I'm not going to say that like we're the greatest players ever for doing so or that, you know, oh man, this is some glory stuff that went on because honestly, guys, it's it's not actually that hard. 
it's you not. just have to be ready for the content. And if you've if you've paid attention to like anything that, that that we're talking about up to this point and, and everything, like you can actually work to make yourselves ready to do that. And um, trying to build that culture is kind of part of what we want to talk about today. Because if you can find yourself a group and stick with the group and try to do things to the benefit of your group, your group will generally take care of you. And I think I've said that before, but um, it's, it's something I kind of want to work on hammering home. That's that's not just a Final Fantasy thing. That's in, in general and in life thing. So, yes. Yeah. Life lessons with the Fox Danger. Oh, oh boy. Man, it takes me back to when I was teaching. Well, you're teaching right now. Yeah, once upon a time, I used to be. Yeah, one, once upon a time, I used to be a teacher, guys. Did you know that? Once upon a but, time. Um, I don't want to ask what happened because that could be a bad story. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's uh, basically it wasn't for like uh, teaching for like school districts or anything. Um, I was I was teaching for a, a call center, actually. Um, I was training people who came in uh, how to be able to like, speak to people over the phones and, uh, you know, how to actually engage in conversation in ways that you're really not used to. Uh, um, it, it was it was mostly I was teaching people to how to tech support. And I did so from the stance of here's how you talk to other people like you're human beings sort of thing. Um, which is interesting in its own right, but it wouldn't be interesting if I explained it to you. <laughs> and here, I didn't even know I lucked out with someone who's capable of holding a conversation. <laughs> yeah. If I had known that I could just walk up to you and say, here, grind your coffee, and then walk away, and that would work out. <laughs> if someone that can uh, hold That was it. basically our, I think that was like our second interaction, was here, here go grind yourself a cup. It's I'm like, it's like hey, can you. I have some coffee? I'm like, sure. And I walk over and go, here, you grind it, I'll make it. It wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't even polite about it. I go, here, you just, you do grind it and I'll do it. I, I can be unforgiving at times, but I'm, I enjoy doing this with you, Fox. Yeah, dude, for sure. And, and as to uh, the, no, you can go first. I was going to say as to the murking thing, but go, you go. I was actually going to address the, the, the murking thing a little further. Mine, well, mine's, um, mine's quick. I, I would go for it then. It's along the lines of how you taught the mercs to do something. Uh, this morning, Carrot likes to bust my chops. And she was looking at my YouTube because, you know, she put something on and she goes, and the music immediately starts and she goes, oh, instant ear rape. And I'm like, is that Camelot? Is that my video? She goes, yeah, I'm just looking. She goes, oh, look, Tenzin video, solo Tenzin, number one viewed still after all these years. Look at all those mercs you've taught to do this. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> you're really, you're really hitting me there. But that's part also of, you know, <laughs> yeah, go. For a while, people murk those fights, but I haven't yep. seen anything about that like recently. Well, like they moved on. There's better items now than the, the Jensen, and unless you I mean people don't, the Magic Burst neck was huge, but Magic Bursting isn't big anymore, and and you know that kind of it's not huge. No, nobody. And the funny thing is, that Domain Invasion I think actually killed. Um, I think did what what it was kind of meant to do in a way, and and it, it kind of killed the um the, the murking for like Ruan and M's and stuff too. I almost never see that anymore, except for like Word of Courage, maybe. You still see some people like Captain Rafus shouting for Herculean and stuff at you know silly prices because it's it's literally a minute and a half content. But no, uh, besides oh, yeah. that, yeah, you're right. People don't really shout for it. And I guess that makes sense. Like, I I definitely want to see people play like, the game, doing content that they're doing yeah playing the game and and what i really hope is a result from that is that people are just going out there and spending the five minutes to kill amy moan for whatever abjuration they need you know well you're like, overestimating there, no people reason. the people that need amy moan and the ones that were paying the mercs are the ones that can't go out there for five minutes and do it for one reason or another due to social dynamics well as i've taught a lot of people um is I, i've mentioned the uh the advisor work that i do in in some link shells like i'll just join link shells and just be an advisor i don't a want consultant. to be an almost leader in there right 
I, I'm basically a consultant. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hobby of mine uh, that I actually enjoy doing. And I, I try to promote people actually tackling this content that a lot of them are just don't even understand that they're capable of, of attacking. And that's where, you know, so for one reason or another, like you said, uh, people don't go after these kinds of NMs and they don't realize that they're actually fully equipped with the group they're in to just handle it. So it, it's it's always kind of even being a dirty merc um, at times, I, I, I it still always kind of baffled me that like nobody just wants to just go out and. Part of the, the Merc mindset that has allowed it to fl- uh, develop you, and flourish with your group. as much as it has, not to cut you off fully, but it, it is to, you know, the game, Merking has in itself fed itself into being bigger and it's it's a, uh, it's like a feedback loop because what it's done more so than ever was the case, it's always been an attitude, but it's reduced the game down to everything is done with Gil. In order to get Gil, I can do anything and in order to do anything I want, I want Gil. And, you know, it kind of just, it's a feedback loop of the mindset's been reduced down to, how much does this weapon cost to make? Well, it's a little more than how much it costs to make. There's things to do, and it doesn't necessarily have to all be paid for and do zero of anything whatsoever. But the mindset is, this weapon costs this much, this weapon costs this much, and hey, I got gill because I'm going to go buy it and I don't have to do anything. I need more gill merc. What you're talking about also makes sense because... Like from a, I want to be prepared for X content. You need X gear. You know, that's generally the idea. Um, one of the most baffling things to me uh, ever happened the other day, and that's where I was just in that other LS, just uh, just kind of like waiting for someone to like need something or like maybe need a strat or, or something like that. And uh, a dude pops up and he's like, "Oh man, what are those? Uh, what are those glowy weapons that, that people have? <laughs> they're there and then there." And I'm like, are, "Are you talking about the the master trial weapons, the lightsabers?" And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do I go about getting those? Is that a pulse weapon? And I and I, and basically, I tell him that it's the master trial process. Well, he knows like, pulse at least, right? And uh, once he's mastered and everything, he can go down this road. And uh, very briefly, um, very briefly, I murked master trials for a little while. And um, you're digging yourself a grave here. Well, I, exactly. And and but what I said was, hey, um, you know, I've I've even murked this before, so I can give you a strat if you need a strat like to approach it. And the guy, instead of just like lapping up the strat that I was going to give him, like for for really any of them, uh, he instead decided to go down the road of, oh, lol, I can just buy it from you. Uh, and I really wanted that silence there to marinate because that's how I felt afterwards. Like you don't buy that sort of thing. Like that that's something that that you should accomplish with a group of people, especially a group of people that like you may be even friends with in game because the accomplishment itself is worth far more than whether or not your, your, your sword's a lightsaber at the end of the day. Yeah. Especially because it has literally zero value to anything. It is a vanity item. And the entire purpose of it was to one, provide a challenge to players that didn't have to be about getting better. It was about, you know, playing the game and having fun or testing this or that, or, you know, the general things that go into, to Vana deal. But, you know, people want to just, you know, be the Kardashians, I guess. But this goes directly into, we've gotten off of the thing already. <laughs> As, yeah. But this directly goes into social dynamics of the problem of, it's not just how much people know. It's not just how well geared you are. It's not who your friends are. There is a mindset that is directly obstructing people and creating sort of this this artificial firmament that prevents people from ascending like they could. Yes. I just don't know how to how to approach it or fix it honestly, and I, I think that's where you know we need someone who's more of a professional on you know that 
anything I could ever put out. That's for sure. Well, and if you ever said the line, because I, I'm trying to help. It. Well, that that's the whole thing about my hobby, though, right? Like I, I I've tried to help people play the game better, and it seems like every step of the way, people are resistant to it. It's kind of like that chick that dates bad boys because she can fix them. You know, don't don't be that chick, Fox. Oh God. Well, it, it's part of how I have fun in the game, you know. Like it, it's it's not it's not completely you know for other people. Like I, this is how I have fun doing things. Is I, I like to show people how stuff works, and then I like to go in and actually play the content because a lot of the time when I have to show like a new group how something works, um, I usually have to be there too to do it. So you know, I, I like breaking down the mechanics as we go. Uh, one of my favorite things was when that group approached like one of their their first OUs. And I sat there and broke down the fight, like every percentage, like, here's what you do next and next and next. If you're going to, if you're going to fight this uh, fight mechanically, I know a lot of people just like raffle destroy it, um, which is generally how my LS does it. But when you actually break that fight down mechanic by mechanic and you're doing it with new people, it can actually be really fun, especially if, you know, you get a group that is actually going to listen to you. I remember Um, when, when OU or O, I just call them O. I don't know how to approach those names, honestly. Like, um, I can't pronounce any of them. <laughs> I wouldn't even. It, it, I'm sure it's some Persian thing or something along the lines of... It's beyond me. Yeah, well, most things are beyond us. Well, <laughs> I remember when that fight was new, and I remember making the wiki page for it, because that was, you know, that was immediately when, as soon as it was brand new, I was trying to take anything that I could find, or I was doing it when it was brand new for a change, instead of not being directly tackling the content, because I had a group of people that time to play with, which was nice. And I remember doing that, and we actually had to pay attention to the mechanics at that point because you couldn't just face roll it like you can today. I mean, you could back then, but as our group, we were a well-geared group, and we worked well together, but we didn't have just overwhelming sort of everything's a joke to us. Especially at that point, the the gear, that that was, what, four years ago? I mean, things have changed in four years. You're stronger than we were back then. I mean, that was... As a thing, but paying attention to the mechanics was fun, and I actually had to pull up. You know, I'd be like, "Oh, let me pull up the page I made, so I know how to do this fight again." Yeah, uh, I actually still have that page open a lot of the time uh, because there's there's the, the the big mechanics, especially during something like OU that that really matter. Like, you want to pay attention to when unfrolting bravado is going to happen, and you really want to pay attention to like when dancing fullers or targets going to happen. Um, but uh, like, you don't necessarily need to pay attention to like when chain spell happens unless you're with like a really green group and they're doing it for the first time. Uh, Cause then Chainspell chain spell can don't wreck them. Range. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it does happen. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just uh, we, we don't really have a lot of that anymore. And I, I think that's a, a, a very important piece that's missing. Uh, well, like the approaches on things. And I don't know why people are just resistant to trying to approach stuff anymore well back and when I, you were I saying kind of that person would just do. buy it from you and you don't know why they would it's because a lot of the times i don't want to say it's fight or flight but a lot of the times if you present someone with a challenge and they just for whatever reason i, I couldn't exactly get into you you know the, what the exact reason why they're not going to face that challenge is they'll just take the path of least resistance the lowest common denominator and well who also gave it to me then well how else can i just obtain this you know and that seems to be not just a game mindset, but uh, some sort of more of a prevailing mindset in general. Not that I can say that with any certainty, but it certainly seems that way. I mean, you're not paying for a loot box with skins that pop out. Like I don't get loot boxes. What you're doing in this content, I, I I don't either. But but what you're doing with this content, I mean, sure, you get a cool glowy sword at the end, but it's it's a fight that's actually really interesting. It was. Um, it's 
it's not quite a master trial, but uh, me and Murr actually uh, teamed up and fought the uh, the fun farewell fight to get the uh, the dagger, Aldo's dagger. And we did that, that as uh, nin Ninja Dancer and Bard. And that is actually a really fun and engaging fight, especially if you're not just there on like hyper buff face roll jobs. Um, Ninja Dancer Bard was a, a really solid fight. Uh, that The Heroine's that, Hold uh, Fest when it was new at 99 9i level was also fun. I actually, that's that's the one fight I haven't done. I actually need to go in there and do it. I remember doing it 99 and we were winning and it was like, we were kind of struggling too. That was back in the days of, we all had like the Thomas gear and there is and all like the, some of the best stuff at the time, because we were also the Neo Nizo Isle with group static and we were winning. And then at the end there was that, I don't know who did the move. It was, it was someone did the move. I forget which one of the ladies does it. And then like, it was a KO move from, I, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up, but she KO'd us with her AOE move or whatever. And we were about to win. And then that happened. It was like, Nope, you just lost the whole fight. And I go, ah, that sounds like some garbage that Lion would pull off. No, it's not Lion. She's she's. Rabid. I'm just salty about Lion because of the fight I just did. I guess. Like I've done the uh, the heroines uh, master trial, though the one for I wrote. I think it was there was the it was like Dan, was it Lola set? No, no, I, I knew it was going to. I, I got to look at it. I know that. Well, at the end of the the mission, like the actual like level appropriate mission, um, Dark Sun or whatever move that is, uh, that actually causes death. Like when she's in transcended form or whatever ascended form. So maybe it's, uh, it's like Moomer. Fucking Moomer. Final Eternal Heart. 20 Yom AoE Instant KO. There is significant warning in the chat log so players have a chance what? to run out of range if they really if they're ready to do so, which I wrote. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what what's that move called again? Uh Final Eternal Heart. It's the final eternal heart. I want that heart. move so bad. I, I wish that was like that replaced one of my one hours on like some other job. The other one that, is that move is like too awesome. There's some cool ones here. You have your typical event ones like the Neo Crystal Jig and stuff, but the Eternal Vana Illusion. These names are so epic. And yet it's a content that probably most people have never done. I never have. And, and what, what sucks is, is that even if I were to attempt it now, like if it is locked at 99, not high level, there, I, I don't know how much enjoyment I could really get out of it. Just kind of like roll in and watch them flail helplessly at me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could pull out 99 gear and do it with job points. It's, you know, a little easier <laughs> still. But, I mean, eh. There's newer content now that you... What's I mean, you could technically do the direct replacement of that fight. Not that anyone knows it, since all the Master Trials are newer versions of old fights kind of meshed with new mechanics and familiar faces. That is the Heroine's Hold Fist 2.0 is the... The polearm one, the... That's what I was getting at. Yeah. I was wondering if it was a similar fight to that. Yeah. I mean, not exactly, but it is. Because I think, don't you just, like, replace Iroa with Moomer or something? Uh, not Tom Iroa. What was cool about the heroines, too, is you went to Nizel. I don't think we're going like, to get the specific You had to kill um, random, there'd be, like, treats and, like, it would be New Year's festival kind of, like, themed mobs like when you had the train running around of the npcs and you got to trade them items for like the new year's items you'd have like those things in there just random event mobs from the past and stuff and you need to like kill a random one like kind of like nizo isle climb but it was like event based and then you would get to the you get to like each heroine or whatever and then a fight at the end it was it was nifty anyway we should probably discuss the user feedback we've gotten <laughs> that we should have done before from the very get yeah, too deep my very yeah before we get too deep all i start off with so what have you been doing in game fox yes <laughs> so we should, we should well, enjoy. I've been trying to solo a Vaughn for a while, and by the way, it's really tough on Ninja. I still haven't done that. Yeah, user feedback. Yes, okay, so do you want to do... No, we'll do um, the email first, we, which yeah, oh, okay. I didn't respond to. It, cause it was it was the day before Thanksgiving, and 
Actually, it was the morning before Thanksgiving, and I didn't check anything that day because I was busy. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't checked anything since because <laughs> since ever then I've been in the mode of just I'm not doing anything right now. And uh so we have an email here from right. Mr. Cricket of Cerberus. And I don't want to read the whole thing here and get into the whole thing. Uh besides they did say, by the way, for some reason I'm having trouble joining Discord via the link in the podcast description. Can't seem to resolve the invite for some reason. Not sure if it's just me. Wanted to pull it put it on the radar. And if anyone's having any trouble with the Discord link for some reason, if it's not working, I'll check it. I mean, it should be working. If anyone's not, if it's not working, then just you should be able to. I mean, I don't want to say you should be able to reach out in different ways to us. I mean, emailing us obviously works, so they are reaching out. Um, I'll send them. I'll send them one directly. I mean, you could you could just you know. That's good to know because you may not be alone in that problem. Like it could be a picnic, you know, a, a problem in share, not in computer. I mean, we have, but at the same time, it may not be. And thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah, we have some people joining, but maybe the reason that a lot of people aren't joining is maybe the link's broken. I've been posting a broken link for you know up two and a half months. I would put that past by. I wouldn't. I mean, I, we did lose two episodes because of me, so that was you know I wouldn't pit it past myself either. The highest competency. So, Sterling Mr. Professional. <laughs> we keep talking over each other today. So, Mr. Cricket goes on. Um, you know, basically they enjoy this or that, especially talking about the Beastmaster episode, which I enjoyed that as well, and uh, the unique setups and everything. And Fox, we Fox and I talked about this email before we even came on, and Fox, I agree with what he said, is that we have unique things and and to talk about and job synergies and this and that. But if we said every unique combination or or mechanic or something else, we'd be out of mechanics and unique things very quickly. Oh yeah, I mean, there's only. Right. I mean, the, the, there's only so many worst kept secrets like the slug or something or TP drain kiss or not tendling, ten, not tendling, tickling tendrils. You can't talk about them, but there's only so many terribly best kept secrets that one could divulge to the world here. And a lot of times those those best kept secrets are something that like maybe we just didn't recently or, or just had to create on the fly because something went wrong in our group content, you know, and and like we'll, we'll talk about that, too, like when that happens but it's not like uh, I can sit down and, and give you every permutation of what a Beastmaster can do because for one, there's not enough time in a month for that and for two, it's just not all of it's going to be impactful uh, so as it comes, we'll definitely give it to you but it just won't always be super relevant so just stay tuned for more, I suppose and we do try to hit all the points I mean, he acknowledged that we try to hit all the points he's talking about here whether it's what items to prioritize armor, sub-jobs, synergy with other jobs weapon comparisons, strengths and unique abilities of the job you know, we try to touch on all that but what they really, you know, they say you guys cover all the bases, but I feel like as a listener, it'd be great if you guys decided to address them in a similar order each time so I can anticipate what was coming up in the episode. And this yeah, we, you know, that we could structure things better, certainly, but I think that is something that is better suited to the format of a YouTube video itself, like Rua's videos for job guides, where he can make everything the same every time. For instance, tonight when we came on and uh, we had to change the exact topic we were going to do, everything's out the window, all the talking points are gone. And we have nothing. We're just going to do it. We're, we're going to do it live. Fuck it. We're doing it live. And yeah, we, we can't structure that. And I just personally, I think we both don't want to structure it like that because we like the free flowing conversation we have here. Yeah, we actually want to get lost in the weeds sometimes because that's where some of the most interesting points can come up. And, you know, we, we kind of wanted this to be more of a discussion based format rather than, you know, here's what goes on here. And then, you know, one of us also pipes in and goes, yep, that definitely is a relevant point. Nina going on from there. Like we, we didn't want it to be like super robotic or 
Yeah, I don't like scripted things, robotic things. I like the genuine, real deal, personally, and I guess you do too, Fox. Like, like I, I know that I've memed a little bit about uh, what Funk provided us on the Bard. Oh, uh, the outline. Yeah, but but that's that's because it was so comprehensive and really useful. But I mean, we're just terrible at sticking to those things and making it actually a, a discussion sort of deal. The shaggy Midwestern visage of Funkworks the Galka in the pale moonlight. <laughs> His outline. I, I actually really want. I really want to like load up Krita and actually make that poster. Oh god! Someone better start making a DeviantArt account and painting Funkworks so in the pale moonlight with a very thick, bold outline. So good. Oh boy! So yeah, so we want we like what we do, and we're glad you like it too. And yes, there's a lot of times too when we finish something, I go, "Ah, oh, we didn't talk about this," or. You know, here's a good thing that didn't come up on the bar thing that Carrot was mentioning to me yesterday, last night. Uh, I don't know when this time was, but it was something like last night. And it was that yeah. Horde Lullaby 1 on Bard will have about a 2-yam wider AoE radius than Horde Lullaby 2. So if you're sleeping fodder in something and don't need the really? long... Yes, don't need the long duration. If you go to the Lullaby page on BG, it's right there. And I think Funk didn't even mention this. I'm sure he knows it, but it didn't come to mind because it's one of those things. I mean, it's kind of a big... That's, that's another important. one of the... Yeah, sorry. You, you, I know you want to talk. Go. Well, no, no, no. I'm just agreeing with you while you say it. I, yeah. it, it it's important. It has like a that. lower. There's a lower skill cap for the 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 range of. It's not just based off string skill. Everyone knows string skill is a wider range than than uh, wind skill, but it's also based off of your your skill in general. There's a low cap on horde lullaby based on the uphold up directly here in two seconds, and you can't even hit. You can get the same. AoE radius on Horde Lullaby 2, but there's not enough skill in the game for Bard, not even close to get. It's like over 600, it's like 634 skill or something it, it, to get the max range you would get with capped Horde Lullaby, and it's like a low cap for Horde Lullaby 1. Hold on. I imagine even if you could hit those numbers, like you would be losing too much on like the accuracy or uh, or duration end. So you might be able to hit them, but if it lasts like you know a couple seconds, it's it's not really worthwhile at that point. No, that that is actually really useful like uh my group um one of the reasons i i was actually late to the podcast that's why we ran into some trouble uh my group actually did rise and jima helms and we had a, a botched album in pull uh where uh, we did the white method just because it's safe and easy um and we tried to re-sleep re the mandies and two of them are like outside of range and cause my jenga cores and like there's a whole spiral of awful things that can happen from there yes so no, knowing that is interesting and if somehow we can plug in all the pieces that makes the two yalms um synergistic with accuracy and potency somewhere in the world um that could be a, a really game-breaking thing for bard two yams on albumin could make or break the entire group so if you go to the horde lullaby 2 page here on bg it says sleep effect duration 60 seconds before lullaby enhancing gear string skill has no bearing on potency but does affect radius see lullaby for details wind wind and singing skill do not affect radius or potency so, yes, only string skill will affect the radius here. So you go to the Lullaby page for details. Funk has done this, by the way. He put that there, so thank you, Funk. And you go and bind. There's a right. table here, and it has Horde Lullaby area of effect. Uh, this is the first one. If you have 0 to 96 uh, string skill, it's a 4-yam radius. And then the next tier is 97. 116 is 6-yams. 135 skill is 7-yams. And 154 is 8-yams. Horde Lullaby 2 starts off, it goes past four yams after 404 skill. So you've you've jumped, you've gone half the distance here for 300, 250 skill. And so 405, 
Skill is 5 yams, 486 is 6 yams radius, 567 is 7 yams radius, and 648 would be that 8 yams radius. And then it says, thanks Funk again, 648 skill is impossible to attain in this game, 567 skill is possible, but the equipment needed is unrealistic and greatly sacrifices duration plus gear. <laughs> That's what I figured. So yeah, it's, it's, it's even beyond what I was thinking, or like it was some sort of like combined action. No, that is just your string skill alone, which is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, so a lot of bards in this game are going to be 5 yams radius on their AoE for Horde Lullaby, and it's not a lot of like, the best bards are going to be pushing 6. But that's a far cry from eight yams. Yeah, I wow, that that actually makes a, a big deal in uh, that's actually a big deal in uh, ambuscade as well. Omen fodder, even dynamis. I mean, the, the the range of three yams on claiming a bunch of clustered mobs can make or break sleeping one, two, three, four mobs. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times though, we circumvent that with uh, with nitro uh, because you're going to have that instant recast on on sleeps when they absolutely need to be landed. Um, but there are situations where like mobs can wake up or like maybe your, your bard is sub black mage and sometimes you've gotten really bad right. pulls, you know, and you got, or you just get bad pulls yeah. auction house and windows. If you accidentally pull that whole thing, you've got what eight statues on you and you're going to need all the range you can get there. Oh yeah. Like the number one thing I do in, uh, in dynamics is especially when I'm on geo, I go sub black mage only because I'm the primary sleeper and, uh, having the AOE of that sleep is really important on a lot of those awful pulls. Especially in front of like the Windrest auction house, that, that place is terrible. But we're getting off in the weeds here again. Although as interesting as that is, I really wanted to bring that up because it's you know there there you go. There's the interesting thing you wanted. I think a lot of people. Don't, I didn't even know that, but I don't play bard. But I didn't even know that at all. I, I play bard. I'm just not a cool enough bard. <laughs> well, you know, you are a you know fix the bad guy kind of girl. Yeah, I know, right? So you want to talk about Veard uh, here in the Discord? uh yeah um he brings up uh he brings up a lot of uh of good things and it looks like you interacted with him the, the most in here um but he he's talking about you know, game culture being in the shitter that he's a direct quote from it um and then uh he says i'm not sure if it's on brand for the podcast which you know whatever we decide to talk about is generally on, on brand i suppose uh but discussing group dynamics in the the modern or final fantasy group or ls um that is something that I wanted to talk about from the stance of, I, I guess, my, my approach to things and my unwillingness to join pickup groups, um, as well as being a link show leader, both old and new, and you, what my personal preferences are. And, and Spicy actually has slightly, uh, well, he has the same point of view. I've led show I for say. years. Yeah, um, but he also does a lot of the pickup stuff that I just refuse to do. <laughs> Yes, you don't want to live my life of pickup grouping now. It's, you know, you like going around and fixing people or uh, helping link shells or advising or educating or guiding and building structure and making people better and helping them succeed. I just like going around and watching everything on fire because that is watching the world burn. Yep, yep. Some people just want to watch the world burn and I am one of them. But yes. I imagine that's hilarious. Like some of the messages he sent me are very funny, like especially about uh, dynamic runs. Ah, uh, yes. Nothing better than the Geo putting frailty on top of them in the back line and standing there AFK and not giving anyone any bubbles in the Dynamis run. Thanks for coming. See you next week. Just away from everybody. Yeah, and, and not casting an indie and, and probably not even using a bell, just using what did they have in the off slot? It was like staunch or something stupid. But anyway, uh, yes, here at WTF. I, I think. Also, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, 
<laughs> before we get off the topic you were saying a second ago. Before I ruined it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. That's it. Good night, everyone. Podcast's over. Fox fucked it up. It's going to say here and at WTF and Von Adil. Yep. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. In WTF and Von Adil, here, we don't care about how many viewers we have. We're not trying to get a payday. We don't want your donations. We just want to talk about the game. We're genuine. Right? No clickbait. So I, I think a lot of it also comes with the stuff that we've seen. Because we talked about this for a little bit before we got on here, too, where um, I, I come from different servers than Spicy has. And Spicy's actually spent a lot more time on Azure than I have, um, especially like during um, a real weird transition period of the game that I was just not even on the game for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really shapes our view of things a lot differently. Um, and, you know, it, every new and returning player is also going to kind of face this crossroad as well. Because because we don't know when they stopped or from what position they stopped from or, you know, how they're experiencing the game when it comes back and what their expectations of the game are when they come back. Because I know mine was uh, probably a lot different than Spicy's was. Uh, not saying that he, like, left or anything. I uh, know I've been here pretty much it, nonstop it since 2006. I gave up any sort of gaming life after that because I didn't want to play another game. Besides, I mean, I play other games, obviously, but not... Eleven's my, my bread and butter. Most of the time I don't play anything else. So, yes, I've been here for 14 years at this point. Because one thing I've noticed about Azura is that while the people on here are are all basically trolls, um, nah, no, one, one of the, the things about Azura, I, I know, I know, I'm just being an ass. You're facetious. But one of the things about Azura is that everyone is like weirdly patriotic of Azura, though. Well, and what I mean is, <laughs> is that, Azura um, the USA of the servers. I, I I don't know, man. But that's just the that's the uh, that's the point of view that that I see, like looking in. Um, even though I'm on Azura, it still feels like I'm looking in. Uh, I, I come from from Hades, and if people don't know what is significant about Hades, uh, two of the greatest link shells in the entire game existed there, and like there were a lot of very uh, well, extremely game. high players. Well, Excellence and Lord of the Legion. Yeah. Some some people are very Those patriotic are... about their servers. Well, exactly, and um, I'm patriotic about Hades. Um, wow. That's absolutely true. Um, Hades was full, and that's well, that's the the stance that I'm going to be like looking in on from, right? So I, I'm on this defensive. server and like everyone, exactly. Uh, so I'm on this server and, you know, we, we, we handle things in a certain way. Like there were almost never pickup groups for anything. Um, everything was LS oriented. Everything was structured and on time. And, and anyone who's been with me in an LS knows that I am really ordered and structured and I like to be on time, which is part of what bothered me about me being late to this podcast um, was I don't like that. And that's because I, I've actually played this game in that way for many, many years. And coming over to Azura and seeing everything be a pickup group, um, seeing LSs not really function like LSs, uh, it's it's really strange to me, I, I guess. I and know. that could be the, the point of view other people have, too. I'm from Pondemonium, which, as I you remember, I didn't even know that was a server. I just thought it was, hey, it's pretty crazy around here, guys. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know that was my right. server until I knew it was my server until that was close to when the server was getting merged. I don't know how long I knew it was my server or not, but that's neither here nor there. But that, before it got merged, there would be on average, maybe first thing in the morning, Easter, maybe 550 people on, uh, 750 people. Maybe it would peak around 1,000 or 1,100, maybe even 900 on a weekday. And on the weekend, maybe 1,112, maybe towards the very end there. So that was very... That's that's almost like what we have now uh, on certain servers. Let's let's say that's more like Bahamut's population. Actually, it, it's probably the closest thing to it. If I mean not not exact, obviously, don't don't even nitpick that. But 
And that was hard towards the end to get anything done. But there was still this culture of a lot of big personalities of people. I'm not going to say I was one because I was worse then than I am now. Hey, people improve. Uh, but that was one of the things is the yelling on Pandemonium. It was a small server, but there'd be these this yelling and everything, and people just were complete dicks. And a lot of that, I think, I think the I don't know anything about Asura until the merge happened, but I think a lot of the personalities, whether it was here's an old school name, Nathan. There's one. I mean, and other people like that, Iron Pandemonium. Even though he's a he's a pretty cool guy, even though he's rather controversial. Uh, uh, Iron Guy, Iron Pandemonium. Well, I forget is Aramis was his mule samurai backwards. But there was a lot of big personalities. Wopa de Bop. What a oh man, he's he's still around. If you've seen his terrible memes, some people don't actually grow up. Not that I'm going to get on all these personal things, but there were a lot of you get my point here. A lot of big. I don't want to say toxic, but a lot of big people in the room who weren't that big, and it caused a lot of drama. I think a lot of the Asuran drama has roots actually in the Pandemonium server. I think you helped me nail the difference, and I'm figuring it out just now after you, after you said that. Wow, um, I helped. A lot of that, yeah, actually, uh, you, you focused on specific people, whereas where I'm from, it was actually the, the link shell was more important than the person. Oh, man, it was always big names here on Pandemonium. People were always talking about XYZ person and X link shells, whether it was moving bricks or whatever. It was always about the biggest link shells fighting and, and certain people, and, and it was always kind of like a very standoffish sort of culture on a small server. Uh, not that I mean, I could be completely off base here, but that yeah. was my impression in all those years ago. And I think a lot of that has filtered into Asura and been part of it. It's obviously been a, it's been many years. These people are gone. Some of them are gone. Some of them are still here making interesting memes on auction house, but. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I can't be the only person from Hades either. Right. Like, I, wow, I mean, maybe great blending it could be possible but it's highly unlikely but I, I that's just the the one thing that like has stuck out between like the the, the way we kind of tell stuff because like I'll, I'll, I'll talk about people from like my point of view but like, usually when I talk about anything that I've done before is usually from like the perspective of the group itself whereas Azura seems to have its big personalities and and like being a big personality on, on Azura is kind of what drives all the the weird trolling that yes goes on here the, the biggest the biggest trolling comes from the biggest a lot of them just, some of them are just, who's that one guy? He's changed his name again. The guy that told me a couple times I'm going to die. And he's still yelling things that are really weird. He's a mental health case. But yeah, I don't even. He's, he, uh, his name was War. Anyway. He's opening his mouth. The words are coming out. But there's other names. Like you have, you have like Ronstadt's a name I have to pick on because he's not very good. But then you have certain people that, that just troll the hell out of him. There's this, I forget this one guy's name, but he always shouts something along the lines of, uh, you know, Ronstadt has like something about Ronstadt's zipper and he can't even play with his zipper right or something. <laughs> I forget the line. It's, it was, it was horrible. It's like, it was, it was like someone has to go help Ron with a zipper or something, but it was the greatest line and they would always yell it, but it's, it's, it's a lot of the problems on Asura are personality driven about certain people wanting to be big. There's a repeat. Anytime I see drama for the most part. I mean, it's random names here and there, but a lot of the times it's the same people. And even when I yell something, I see the same people coming after me because, you know, that's fine. You don't like me. I've done something to upset you. That's I expect it. I've invited it. But it's it's a lot of it. And maybe this is the social dynamic as well, that maybe a lot of the oxygen is sucked out of the room by certain link shells, certain people 
a lot of this and that, a lot of exclusionary elitist attitudes, and a lot of people get caught in the middle. Like, you don't yell, you lurk. You almost never yell. Yeah, there's a lot more of you out there than there are of, you know, Che Guevara Hulk making a group or something. Yeah, um, I guess maybe us introverts should just start, <laughs> you know, shouting. But I, I mean, that's not going to happen overnight. Like, I, obviously, the, the difference is that, you know, it seems like the culture on this server is about the, the 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 big personalities, and where I'm from, it was it was about the the group dynamics themselves, and actually like putting the group first, which is which is what we did a lot of the time. Um, and then coming over here, like I've I've found that in LOL Lockstyle, I actually do a really good job of doing that. But like for the most part, like if I go to like any other link shell or anything, like if I'm there to advise or whatever. It's always, you know, just strictly what's in it for me. You know, how am I yeah. going to get this? Like, That's another thing. The, the quiet people aren't just the meek. They're also the selfish. Right. And and I'm not here just to, you know, shit all over the, the selfish meek people. But I don't know where this mindset came in where people don't feel like investing in a group to make themselves stronger. Because, if again, if you make your group stronger, your group will make you stronger. And it's free. I mean, I bounced around different link shells here and there that I pick up in the concierge. Most of them aren't great, which I see can make it hard for people to break into the scene because if you just show up and have no group and you're a new player and you want to have friends and you want to have uh, basically a good time in the game you're paying for, who wouldn't? But it's not, right. there's, I mean, I see SE try to alleviate it with this nonsensical assist channel they made. Did you see the assist channel they made like three weeks ago in the last update? It, it, it I think it's a yeah. joke. I want it to be good. Like I, I like the intention behind it, and I, I see people in there like asking for genuine help occasionally. The, the problem is, is it seems like a lot of the responses are just like tailored towards "please rate me up." Yeah, which I think is a terrible system. Like, yeah. incentivizing someone that way is is not good, especially I don't given know why. the culture. I don't know why they introduced a Facebook thumbs up rank to it, essentially. Hey, this person's helped me rank them up higher. And they get a little rank flag next to themselves when they talk in this chat channel. So the assist chat channel, too, I can't even talk in it because you have to do the intermediate ROE objectives. And I don't have a need to do them. I'm not going to do them. I'm not going to waste my time. Not that I don't waste my time a lot in general. Let's say farming things like all my heavy metal plates instead of buying any of them. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Anyway. That's so sad. That's so sad. It's the campaign. The day, someone asked, where's the beef? Where's someone it? asked, where's the beef in that <laughs> channel? And I immediately hit the control Q and put Arby's trademark, and it would not let me send it, and I got really sad. Uh, yeah, I tried to talk back once, too, because you don't see people talking often, but I tried to talk back. I actually had to, we had to make a page on BG for it, not you and I, but we as in the BG team, because I had to find the play online thing for it, because it, obviously it's new, but I'm like, so how do I even join this thing? Because you have to, you don't even see it. You have to go through the intermediate objectives just to join this thing. Like, they took something that was useless, great mentor yeah. status, and and they introduced it to try and make the community here have some sort of, uh, I guess auctionhouse.com esque level of asking for help and advice. Which, <laughs> what could go wrong? But you can't even join it. I think what people are going to get out of that mentor system in a perfect world, they should just be able to get out of the link shell they're in. And I think that's the major difference between, and that's the culture difference uh, between the shock I have from when I used to play and now that I play again. Um, playing on Azura, like that, that doesn't really exist in most link shells. And I think that's kind of sad. It is a better yell shout because you can't, I mean, you technically could just spam it, but 
I know they had to lock it behind something so you can't have all these mules yelling for nonsense like, you know, who wants to buy my ambuscade? But they're going to have to do something else to make it a little better. I don't know what they could, but you're right. It should be a channel for people to leave their link shell and, and find greener pastures. Or even just get it from the link shell to begin with. I, that, that, that's, that's where I'm from. I'm from a place where your link shell is where you used to ask these kinds of questions and used to grow stronger as a player. But now it seems like whenever that comes up, it's either met with silence because, you know, low population or um, or low non-robotic population, I suppose. Or um, it's met with like weird trolling in response, which I've also seen. Yeah, I mean, I try I to know, think back to when I was a new player. It's, it's just strange. And, you know, how did I get anywhere? And we talked about the random kindness of a Galka that helped me through. And that's why I'm here today uh Thanos or whatever his name still don't remember but you know I think about that and it's like well how could I have gotten anywhere without that probably wouldn't have gotten really anywhere I could have walked around I remember I was like here's another good story not that I want to go down this rabbit hole of I was like a level six seven eight black mage and I'm like I want to explore and I ran the Gelshba outpost and I had a link shell at that point because I had also somehow come into one I think I was just walking and someone traded me one which Used to happen a lot more in the 75 era, I think. Do you remember that? People just trading link pearls it was to people? Usually, it was usually in like a, a, an XP party. Yes. You, know? you get done with a good XP party. And like being a red mage in those parties, obviously, I got those invites all the time. But I found that that happened much more than just, you know, I'm chilling in Port Bass or not Port Bass, I report Juno. And like someone just rolls up and hands me a pearl. Like they're like trying to like slide me some drugs or something. <laughs> yes. Like, do, you think, do you think, do you think, slide, slide right into those DMs. Do you, that was cringy. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, rolled up in a trench coat. Terrible. I'm just hoping he has something on it. That wasn't, that was, that was not well executed. I apologize to everyone. Anyway, do you think that's the missing link now? I mean, I was happy to have personally have the barrier of the artificial time sink everyone spent days and weeks into of just XPing as if there was no other content you could in this game besides spending all your time XPing. I was happy to have that artificial time sink lifted. I think it's been one of the greatest things to me personally enjoying the game more on a personal level. Can't say it's universal. Not, you know, your mileage may vary. But do you think the missing link in all of this social interaction is that people aren't partying anymore and therefore... You know, I remember handing out pearls to people. I'm like, yeah, this guy XPs. And I just gave him a pearl because I'm like, yeah, this guy knows how to XP. His job's geared really well. He's wearing Hobbergun plus one, Sniper's Ring plus one. He's obviously experienced. I want to play with this guy. You know, I think that was a big thing in the mystique back then. And people aren't doing that. People want link shells. And the concierge helps. I mean, but is that the missing link? I think you're onto something there. Because if we look at it now, and we look at the way a lot of people clear content, and this is kind of the unfortunate side of things, is that every time you pay a Merc group for something, and I'm not just trying to say bad things about Merc groups, even though I, I typically... Merc. Well, no, I typically will actually say negative things about Merc groups, even though I do do that. Um, is that if someone like participates in their content and they're paying for it, usually the Merc group is not incentivized to know that player any better, or try to include them in the future, unless they're willing to pay them again. So if that's how we're going to clear everything. And I'm being like super obtuse with this too. Like obviously people still clear content on their own, but it, we have such an influx of this happening that if that's the interaction that, that takes place on a wide scale, like there, there's no social interaction from that point. There's no group dynamic going on because the group dynamic is already taking place amongst the people who are already at the top. And anyone just like joining the game is doing themselves a disservice by 
not getting any group interaction by approaching everything this way. And I think that's some of the problem that I have with those link shells, like going all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, when the guy said that, oh, I'll just buy it from you with the whole master trial thing. That's when you like, just break off a friendship that, right there. None of your friends or anything, but it's like, that, okay, see ya. Never, that should never take place in LS chat. It's like, why isn't the LS just banding together to try to get it to happen? And you know what? I'll give the, the leader of that LS something. Um, he actually spoke up and said, hey, I'll do the master trial with you. You know, I personally, that was one of the things I went off on. If I ever had anyone in chat talk about i'll sell it to you and when i was running magnanimous for those few years after it wasn't a thing back when i ran cloak and dagger um different game back then too because i took like a couple years break between leading link show again for the the last time not gonna happen again but that you know if anyone ever talked about that i would i would just that was it i was gonna be you know you don't sell the link show members and i can't tell you not to buy from him but i can absolutely tell you you're not selling the link show member that's not flying i'm not having it and i would i wouldn't kick them out for it but i would make it uncomfortable be like i would just talk down you know i it's i would haze them you've you've crossed the line of what i think is acceptable i'm not going to kick you out you can stay especially because you know there were things we did that you couldn't just at that point when people were nuking with black mage still and we were trying to melee everything because that's i didn't have a nuke job i didn't even have room for a while but none neither here nor there you couldn't just really find that and there weren't merc groups for that at the moment so people would stay and get hazed because hey i want stuff you know it's funny you say that um so for the people listening me and spicy aren't really in the same link shells or anything like yeah and and what you what you said you do there i actually do as well um i whenever I, i i absolutely hate it when people in ls try to sell to each other or anything I, I think that's the, the stupidest thing ever. Like if you're in an LS with someone, you should be just trying to tackle that content because of, you know, group camaraderie. And like, th- that's not another place where Azure or Yellow can reach, you know? And I don't want to yeah. kick them because it's, I think it's wrong and I won't haze them forever. I mean, it'll be a thing here or there, but I'll eventually back off and it'll be old and I won't do it anymore. But if you stay through that and then don't do it again, it's like, you, I think you come out a better link show member because of it. I'm not going to say that bullying is a good thing online to do to people because that's essentially what hazing is. But there has to be a certain, in a link shell dynamic here, there has to be a certain structure, just as in any other hierarchical society, uh, in a thing in society, whether it's the government of your local, you know, town, your post office, whatever, there has to be a certain, certain sort of, there are certain boundaries that happen and, and there's certain things that are expected of people, you know, and if you break those, there's, you know, there's social consequences if, if the things happen and that's something that, I'm not going to say it's laissez-faire now in Vanadil, but if you get tough on people, they're, you know, it's not, things kind of break down. Well, if everything like progresses to getting stuff done, not in an LS where like you are supposed to have some sort of like familiar relationship with other people around you or not familial, but like just familiar, you know, everyone's familiar with each other and there's like a a reputation. It can be. Yeah. In fact, the the group I actually advised most recently was there's like several people from the same family. But uh, that's not my point. Uh, what it is, is when you have all these pickup groups and stuff, it, it's a lot easier to just, I guess, not take that into consideration when joining it. Um, like you you have your reputation among your LS because the idea is, is that, hey, I'm going to try to do things with my LS consistently. But when you have a lot of situations where all you do is join pickup groups, um, you have that that weird internet ambiguity, I guess, or, or anonymousness where you can join that group and just kind of do whatever you feel like. And it doesn't really mold a better player 
And that's not a good way to approach groups if you have that mindset, because even if you join a pickup group, it's the same as an LS. You're there to make that group succeed because that group is going to make you succeed. True. It's just in a smaller scope. But think about back in the day, the big drama around ninja lotting. Has it really changed? Instead of ninja lotting now, you kind of just try to hang around more and take more, which is what they were doing back then, but there was no lotting really required of, or stealing or anything else like that. Nation. That's truly stealing, but... I suppose, again, I'm really fortunate with the LS I'm in, and this isn't just a, a thing saying, hey, join LLS now, uh, because I likely won't let you in, because I'm, I'm a hard ass about that. But uh, what I dropped my pro to LLS style, so I'm not. I, yeah, it doesn't work for everyone, absolutely. And the, the thing is, is um, the way that we approach stuff where we try to gear new players first before we just like have one person just stack all the stuff on them, it is actually really effective in a bubble, in, in like a vacuum. But it's not effective in the long run because it kind of breeds people just looking for handouts, you know, yes. just getting stuff. In. And and once they get it, it's it's almost like you want to help people in this game. And and I've seen this a lot of times when I've helped certain people randomly. Not that I do like I used to. I don't have the same time level of the past. It, it ebbs and flows here and there over the years. But I had more time years ago. And I would just randomly try to help people, especially if I saw someone yelling to Merc and it was something stupid like Herculean feet. I mean, just something basic that I could go out years ago even and just do. It wasn't hard. Um, it wasn't as quick, but none of the hand over there. But I would personally just try to just cut through that. I can't help everyone. I can't shut down the Mercs, whatever. But I could help random people. And you would see a lot of people did just want the handouts, but you would see certain people where they'd be glad you helped them, but you could also see they were putting effort into it besides that. They would talk about this or that or how they're working on this, or you would see the way they've geared is different from anyone else who's just trying to jump through all the progress. And you, there's certain items you'd have. I can't just name random ones, whatever. Maybe maybe Sessence Earring or something instead of just going right to the best earrings or something you can obtain. Uh, Blade Born and Steel Flash, something. Instead of just going right to the things. Uh, and you would see certain people and you would help them. And you it was certainly the minority, obviously, as we've talked about this whole episode out there. But there are those people out there that when you help them, it's not just a handout. But yes, I do think in general, if you help all your Link Shell members, most of them aren't going to take it and be constructive with the help they've been provided. Yeah. And like when that, when that actually does happen, though, uh, I will tell you from not only my own experience, but the other leaders in Logstyle, it's really demoralizing when that happens. And mm -hmm. I can see why people maybe don't want to be Link Shell leaders um, because they, they want to build the group up. They, they want to experience this game as an MMO and they want to do cool stuff, right? That, that's almost always the intention. I mean, sometimes they're predatory and I'm not going to get into them because <laughs> I, I just have no experience with it. I just drop them. I love those Link Shells where the um, leader's trying to get someone to make all the this stuff. genuine ones where, where you actually want to try. Yeah, basically. They treat it like it's old school dynamics. Um, like, like basically when, when, when we sort of see that sort of thing happen, it really, it really shits on our day. Cause we had like higher hopes of the group accomplishing things as a whole. Uh, we've had situations where, um, I'm not going to say like the particular leaders involved with it, but we've, we've had leaders actually give people stuff like a G horn and have that person just immediately just split. Wow. And they were someone who, who seemed trustworthy and it's like, Hey, you know, we're going to help this guy out. Clearly he has some trouble, you know, doing X thing. And you know, we're going to get him up to speed. We're going to do what we can. Like, we've done a lot of really cool stuff like that. And it seems like every time this particular person does that, it just absolutely bites them. And I, I have to sit back and grip my teeth. It's like, hey, maybe you're being too generous about this. But honestly, I really want the, you know, the shell to succeed as well. 
like gearing I, I absolutely love gearing up new members like i may not need that many things anymore but the thing that keeps me playing this game isn't just you know mechanics and like doing cool things on jobs because i do that solo but like playing as a group I like to see the group continue to get cool things because that's part of what I take pride in. It's not just my own character. It's the impact I have on the game and everyone's experience for it. I can add on to that too, because there were times back in the day, despite my personality at this point of the story I'm about to go into, not really a story, but uh, is as overall negatively seen out there, which is partly very intentional uh, as it is now. So when I say people used to ask me for pearls to end game, and I, you know, despite that sort of, they don't raise care. An yes, despite I raise an eyebrow because I go, okay, okay, yeah. What else is there to this? Because you don't just go to the guy. There's a lot of other. There's a lot of other restaurants out in town to eat out to. Why you come to this one in the alley here? Um, and you would get asked this by people, and a lot of the times they would be in Endgame, but uh, there was a solid chunk of time where they weren't. And I was more likely to give the ones who weren't a pearl, and I would tell them in no uncertain terms, maybe not. I mean, it's been a while. I can't say I did this exactly. But I would make it clear, definitely, if you're not ready to come to Endgame, you're welcome to hang in the shell. We're part social, part Endgame, you know, all fun. But you're welcome to hang, but you have to understand you're not coming to Divergence or you're not coming to a certain, like, a Karen or Water walk, you know, uh, water of courage run or something if you're not ready for it we're not gonna carry you like that we're not gonna be dragged down we're not gonna struggle because you're there just kind of leeching and a lot of the times those people that want to come and i would say you're not ready or whatever or i would be like okay they can kind of leech this content but there'd be certain times where i put my foot down you're not ready you can't come to this and a lot of the times people would drop like they, they would get discouraged themselves because i would say you're not ready for this you need to go farm like Herculean gear or something. You don't even have that, uh, you know, Valorous gear, something. You know, I would provide sometimes specific examples. You're using uh, this weapon. You could at least go fight this tier two NM or something and upgrade and at least get a little better. And then you can join us and we'll get you something even better. I would put it mostly onto them. I wouldn't sit there and give handouts. I would say, if you go get better, you can come to this. Sometimes I would personally, like I did with Shouts, go help people. It was very inconsistent. It was just basically how I felt. And a lot of the times people would leave, but there were certain people like Gensoku, he's also in the BG Discord. He was an example. I think I was more hard on him than other people in the link shell because I did have certain expectations and I didn't just get those handouts. And he was a really garbage samurai, absolutely trash. <laughs> and he eventually became the best samurai in the link shell. And he was obviously a minority case, but he also became one of the best members in the link shell. And despite i was even flat out rude to him and i'm sorry again he's a really cool guy uh one time pizza came to the door and he's like hold on guys pizza and he, he's not like i don't think he's a big guy or anything but he came back and he was like <gasps> and we just started making fun of him like hey how's that pizza <laughs> but those are the examples of i think that is those traits build link shells of people who don't just get discouraged. Don't just get handouts who genuinely want help. And if you can find those people in this game, they're sometimes the best friends you'll have. They are the basis to obtaining any sort of group, the basis of anything, a run, a shout. You know, you need those are the core group. Every link shell needs a core group. Like in Lalo Lockstyle, you have you uh, and, you know, you do a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the heavy I, lifting. I, I, 
but you need someone like that. I had Carrot, but I also had some people like Fabiano, uh, Gensoku, even Chia when he was around. Uh, you know, those people made it possible. You may have a full alliance, but those three people, they are the most important thing of organizing this and that. And one leader alone cannot do that. And it's the hardest thing in this game, I think, has always been to find those special case people that are that they'll make or break everything you do. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I think I'm just overly optimistic to where I, I want everyone to be that way. And I, I, I honestly feel that a lot of times everyone has the potential to as long as they have the right mindset approaching the group content. Like if, if, if they have the mindset of, you know, putting something before themselves, then generally I, I think that everyone can, can get to where they need to be. Like I, as someone who seems like an asshole most of the time during our runs um, nah. for Lockstyle, uh, there, uh, yeah, quiet, yeah. there are, well, you think that, um, but not always. <laughs> uh, there are there are people who have come and gone from our group who probably think I hate them, but that's not actually true. I just have really high standards for everyone I play with because I'm I'm basically there to help them in any way they can, you know, enjoy the game more by getting better and like being a cool guy, you know, damage wise or support wise or whatever they want to accomplish in game. So. In return, I just like to make sure that that people are opt are basically operating optimally. You know that that's kind of like like me coming down on people and me being angry at people for like maybe not performing correctly. Um, that's kind of a, a actually a sign of respect from me um, because I wouldn't do that if I didn't actually care about the outcome afterwards. Like if I actually just expected you to be terrible then I probably wouldn't be mad at it because you would be meeting my expectations. <laughs> like I, I'm mad when I see someone like fuck something up and like they just continue to do so and it's obviously something they could change so I just try to like snap them back into it you know I'll get um, really mean and vicious and, and, and unkind if someone keeps doing the same thing and I'll I'll, I'll start off kind of sometimes mild sometimes very mild sometimes not too nice and I'll be like hey could you not do that or hey could I have this and then they don't do it and I go I'll like repeat it and then at that point I'll just be like hey if you're not gonna fucking do something why don't you just get out of here because you're just you just just fuck off. And then that's that's when everything blows up. And I think you and I yeah. have high standards as one of the basis of our our relationship here is that we we we're very different in how we think and act and feel, but we both have the same sort of high standards and that's like the solid ground that we work from in any direction at one point, whether it's this podcast or anything. Yeah, for sure. And uh, not everyone needs to have those standards, obviously. No, but your LS leader does. Yeah, And that's what sets you apart from the rest of the group. And I, I think that there are people equipped to be LS leaders, which is kind of where I, I wanted to go with this, is that there are people equipped to run these groups, but they just they just don't do it for whatever reason. And, you know, I've, I've seen the groups where, like, the person's an LS leader because they like the idea of it. And, you know, <laughs> clearly they're, they're probably having fun on some level. Well, But they're, they're not, like, yeah. You know where I'm it's, going it's with that. It's usually the shells I go and help. Yeah, you know where I'm going with that because before Lockstyle, they were in Magnanimous, and don't get me wrong, well, I I love Murr and Claire, and I know I'm being hard on them, but I do what you just said. I fully agree with that. That is exactly what they fit. And there are different types of leaders too. Like when I call myself an LS leader, yeah, I've stepped up in like run events and stuff, but that's not all there is to it. Um, what I will give Murr is that he 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 does actually get on. And he makes it happen. Like he may be upset because I got mad at him because he he did something that I didn't like, and I will tell him. Uh, but 
But again, just just like with the other players, like if I didn't get mad at him about that sort of thing because something went down, it meant that it would mean that I have no expectations for him. Um, that's actually a good thing that I'm pissed you know, off. In about a week or so, so I'm going to get a phone call about this. Yeah, you will. You will. But what, what I'm trying to say is that what I, what I will give Murr, though, is that he does the leadership stuff that I don't want to do. Like um, be While I will put runs together. No, actually build the run. Like he, he uh-huh. will, he will tell people what jobs they need to come on and everything. The, the way that I lead the shell is like, I approach it from a stat standpoint where I'm the run smoother. So like if, if we have a setup that's terrible, right. Um, I'm usually going to say, Hey, this is what we need to swap around to make this work. Um, mechanically, because that's, that's what I do. I'm the strategist for our link shell basically. And I usually take it very personally, extremely personally when we fail content, because guess what? Even though I may say, I may make it sound like we're all like elite and shit. Um, we fail stuff. Like it just happens. Um, we had an OU the other day where we actually had the reset happen to us three times. Because I screwed up. I, I screwed up. I take this one absolutely personal because I didn't look over the party list and see that we had the appropriate debuffs for the mob. And it's not we did that not pass hard that you have to have the exact appropriate debuffs you get reset. That's DD based. Well, you you have to have a certain amount though, and we well, did yeah, it you extremely ha- you were, low. I'm sure you were what on Geo? Uh, no, I was not on Geo. That was the problem. Well, yeah, if you if you have the but, defense down, well, there's frailty, the slug dancer, etc. With Dia, like I mean, if you have that, right. that is yeah, going to I, melt. There's if, no reason you can't. I, I know. Even if I had been there on Beast, it would have been a huge difference. The problem is, is we didn't have a red mage. Uh, we didn't have a, a, a real geo. Like we had an ungeared geo that was just getting cards because it was a dual box. Uh, that was Hayden's ult. Oh yeah, you can. Um, and I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put any issue on him because we didn't count him as a geo when we entered the run. We didn't have a red mage. We didn't have it. all. We had r- really was a bard for that run, and I should have caught that as the and, person who scrutinizes it. And I get super upset um, when I fuck something up like. That. well that's so, a big time you know, sink because you have to do what four or five runs just to do that run so that's that's a big uh that's a big time sink there it's not like you yeah, lost a, a random deal. run yeah that's funny oh yeah absolutely hard. like if it, if it was like all right and i should have caught that actually so i mean even i screw up you know i'm not going to put that on Murr because Murr is going out of his way to build the party um he may not necessarily know how to dial in the party to exactly what's required um he, he knows how to build one though i'm not saying he doesn't know how to do that but like I'm basically the fact checker when it comes to stuff. Like I, I make sure that the setup is correct. So I take it really personally when something goes wrong like that. And I'm big enough to admit that that sort of thing takes place. And for an LS leader to, to approach the, the stuff and, and be afraid that they're going to be wrong about content or be afraid that, that they're going to like fail and people will leave the link shell should, it, it should be on their mind, but it shouldn't be something that, that deters you from taking up that position. Because you're never going to succeed if you don't fail a few times. That's how you learn. True. But towards the end of Magnanimous, before I called it, you know, it was a matter of we didn't have the right jobs or people around or they wouldn't come on that day. They would just, you know, we didn't have a tank if they didn't show up or we didn't have enough of this if they didn't show up or we have some people that can change this job to that job. We didn't have a white mage because of this or that. You know, at one point we had too many white mages. So we told the one guy that loves white mage, you can't come white mage this run. That's just how it is. And literally, this guy was one of my favorite white mages I ever played with. His name was Nobby. And he was there on white mage all the time, which is, you would think it's a blessing, but sometimes you don't need the extra white mage. And sometimes other people are better qualified to do that because you could be something else. You're better. You'd be something else, okay? And it got to one point, it got kind of tense. It's like, dude, 
I know you want to come white mage. And they were putting a fight about it. I'm coming white mage. And it's like, I know you want to come it. We don't need it right now. You got to come not white mage. <laughs> and literally, I kid you not, he logged off and never came back. Wow. Never came back to the Discord, I think. Never came to another run. He had been there for, what, a year? And he was at every run or whatever. Never came back. Oh, man. You know, that similar thing happens to me a lot, actually. Um, uh, one of the biggest arguments I'll have with, with Murr is when we go to set something up, he'll try to have me on a job that I need to be on. But I look at the list, and most of the time I argue with him about whether or not I'm going white mage. I, I will I will actually straight up tell him I'm trying to go white mage. And like, I hate when Murr he will try mage. to make it so that I don't. What? I hate when Murr goes white mage. I got to say it. I hate it. <laughs> Well, that, that's not what this, this story is really about. I know, but, I know. I just why I said it really quick and interjected. I didn't want to keep my thoughts <laughs> but, too but quiet. But you, you saying that, some, sometimes I get frustrated, though, because I know 100% that, that the run will be ultra-effective if I'm on White Mage. But I also know that it's important that I be able to go the things I need to go as. Like, for, for example, Omen, to get cards. Like, it's important that I be able to go, you know, X random DD job or, or a job like Scholar where it's a little more difficult to get cards. Not impossible, but more difficult. Um, whereas with white mage, I'm done with cards forever today. You know, I'm completely capped out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, but um, I, I will like, still not to cut you off here, but you know, I'm gonna go off for a reason. I like what we've done with this episode, and it wasn't exactly how we planned it was gonna go. The theme was there, and it took us maybe what 35 minutes to get 25, 35 minutes to get to the yeah. the email and everything. Which is, I mean, I like to do that very first if we had to have structure or not. But let's say in the next 15 minutes. We kind of wrap this up. We have a lot of stories, too. We can do an after hours because I'm having fun talking to you. We haven't done an after hours besides Funkworks. But um, we're... At least not ones that were lost. Yeah, we're trying to... We've talked enough about the social dynamic. You know, links on the internet have certain qualities. And I think, obviously, mechanics is part of that. If you don't know anything about the game, you're going to have to play with random people. I think it's a lot of trial and error. And I've picked up, I like AoE the Toilet from, the name obviously is great. Uh, I like the name, what? and as, I mean, I picked it up from the concierge, AoE the Toilet. And it's not a busy link shell. I've never done an event with them. It's just kind of social. But today, for example, um, I said that, I don't even know how it happened, but I just said, I don't know what I said. I go, there's multiple years of storing up boulder cases to try and unload on one single weapon, and it didn't even get me halfway. I think I had like 5,700 more boulders left, and I had like five, like since boulders came out, I didn't make anything with boulders. I, I just kept them. I didn't even really sell them. I kept them in the storage in my house for years. So I had like over a stack or so of, of boxes, over a stack or so, almost a stack and a half of cases or whatever, and I was just unloading all these. I didn't go out and farm too much. Some events I did when it was a new high-tier battlefield event, but I just... Long story short, I did that, and I said that. And in Link Show, I had one guy pop up immediately. Hey, I have 111 of them or whatever if you want. I'm like, no, that's okay. I, I don't want to take your stuff because I really don't. I don't even really know these people. I don't talk to them. I just kind of hang around because of the name, and sometimes there's talk. And he's like, yeah. no, I want you to take it. And I'm like, I really don't want to take it. That's fine. I really don't need it. I don't want it. You understand, okay? And he's like, no. I want to say I made like one-tenth of one percent of your weapon. Just please take them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh no, okay, that's that's fine. I mean, I don't know if it's a me thing or this or that, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like some random person stepped up, and then like two minutes later, some maybe not two minutes, some other guy goes, and I, I told the guy, I'm like, just sell them to me for two k or whatever. I don't want to take them from you. And he goes, no, just take them. And some other guy pops up. He goes, you can have like 
my 88 or whatever I have for like 130k and I put it in and that was like less than 2k per boulder or whatever we go. and I'm like okay that's fine that's and I'm like I don't even talk to people on these people but they just show up and pop up and I think if you're willing to put yourself out there it's going to take trial and error of finding random link shells in the concierge a lot of them are empty a lot of them are shit maybe shouting's not going to be great but if you put yourself out there and you meet people by playing this game whether I mean just even doing a lot of the bots and everything are doing the it's a for one for one more day right now the void watch campaign whether you go to Elo or whatever I've been going to Elo to get pouches I'm sure people are doing Morta or even Bismarck um you can shout for a group for that and people will show up to that if you shout hey I'm gonna go farm this who wants to come because everyone wants to leech someone popping displacers but a lot of those people are just not all of them are botting. And I've had some people I talk to in those groups, and you kind of just like talk to people and meet them. If you do that, and you can somehow take that, I mean, XP parties are gone, but the game is still there. You know where I'm going with this, Fox. This is very long-winded. I've had a few of these this episode, but I like where it's this is. Though. You're absolutely correct. Like that That's the piece that I had brought up before that's, that's missing, but you found where it still exists. It does exist so. in this game, just because the most obvious cases are gone. And yes, there's multiple missing links that I think the void, the, the vacuum there has never been fully filled again in this game. And I think that's what discourages a lot of people, whether, I mean, I think Reddit's garbage, but you do see a lot of players post on Reddit. Sorry, Reddit. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> about just this or that, my experience, this or that. Why can't I do this? I'm confused. If you meet people and have a genuine interest in this game and find it fun, the knowledge will come from that because I think I've said enough times in here uh, I wasn't writing guides or this or that or making videos. Not that I've made one in over a year. I wasn't doing that for 10 plus years of playing this game. I just liked it a lot. If you like it, it will come. And then from that, you can kind of just like, it, it's world building. It's character building. All that comes, if, as long as you're really interested in this game and it's not just like a loot box to you, then as long as you get out of your own way, the social dynamics of everything will fall into place. Uh, Yes, some people have anxiety, some people this and that in this game. But if you kind of go through the motions that everyone, I think, is skipping, and I'm sure you'll agree, Fox, you can you can get yeah. in this game. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good way of looking at it. Um, I'm, and I'm sure you are too, but I, I'm extremely jaded by the, <laughs> the people who have wasted my time, basically. You know, um, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a charity when I approach these things, but... I don't know, is it a I, hobby? I, yeah. Did I give the George Carlin line already? But, but, I, I don't think so. Uh, it came to mind like maybe 50 minutes ago or so. And I never said it. I was just, it didn't come up then. And it was going to say, uh, as George Carlin said, I don't have hobbies. Hobbies cost money. I have interests. So if this is your interest, you better accept your time's going to get wasted, Fox, because I like wasting my time too, but you can't expect anything. Well, it's, it's not, it never feels like a waste of time when I'm actively doing something with people. It's when the result leads to someone getting what they need and just unceremoniously leaving. Um, because we provided a free mercenary service at that point. Um, that's yeah. the part that, that really sucks. Because what we're doing is we're putting ourselves out there as a legitimate LS. We're putting ourselves out there to grow the group itself. And for, for something to be reciprocated in a, in a way that's just completely rejected and turned down and taken advantage of. I don't know. I don't really know how to. Yeah, just, yeah, just rejected. It Your advantage goodwill of, was exploited. And, uh, part of our approach sets us up for that. Yes, and, and our approach can set us up for that. And I've, I've had some pretty heated discussions with Murr about that as well. <laughs> but um, because he, he, he really is a really good guy. And that's part yes, of his problem is. sometimes is that he's too nice. 
And I'm I'm the exact opposite. I am very not nice <laughs> when it comes to that stuff, which well, is he why that. people can't really make their way into the shell anymore. But um, for for us to go out on a limb like that and like invest in our group the way we do, and to just like see people who like randomly leave for that reason, um, you know, the, the Gallarhorn story came up for a reason. You know, it's it was absolutely awful that that happened. But we see stuff that that happens like that over and over and over again, and. I, I don't know what really causes people not to invest in the groups because there's clearly people willing to invest in you. But I guess if anyone listens is listening to this and they kind of like think about what their place is within an LS, I guess really turn, turn the lens inward and find out if you're the person who actually feels like investing in the group. And if not, really ask yourself why you're with that group to begin with. You know, I was going to say before you said that, that 11's like speed dating and it's not always going to work out, but you have to invest yeah. the effort to find out if it was going to be anything in the first place. Otherwise, you know, that's the soup that could have been. Uh, but until you said you got to look inwards. And yes, this game, although it's just fun and this and that, if you play it long enough, it is a human game. And it's it, obviously it's a game in itself, but due to the sheer level and element of the human interaction in this game, which essentially the game can't exist without that human interaction. It's not a single player game. That human interaction, I don't think people do it all too often. They just kind of treat it like maybe a shopping trip or something and they bumped into someone in the store. But if you look into yourself while you play this game over time, I think most people don't do that. But if you do that, at least in some respect, don't go too deep there. Don't look into the abyss. But if you look at the surface <laughs> level here, you can find out about yourself. And when you do that, you're better equipped to play with other people because you have to really, I think a lot of people don't do that enough to interact in a fulfilling enough manner because they're just kind of going through the motions. Oh, I want to improve my job. I want to do this. But there's more to it than that. There's, you know, people. And 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 honestly, without Carrot, I, I've never be anything in this game. I mean, today I was playing solo when I met her again. I wasn't in any group. I didn't want to be in any group. And because I met her and because I had someone to always play with and, and, and develop with and grow with as a person, which is what a lot of this game is about, honestly, is the human interactions and how you grow as a person over the years you play it, which is the unsung hero of how this game works is, is the human element. That, that is really, that can fill any void, honestly. Yeah, and like I, I may be considered a good player from like the circles that I'm in, and I may be a geared player who has like all these jobs and stuff, and I do put a lot of work into that on my own. But when I came back to this game, I was just a white mage, and I didn't gear myself; my my group did. So, like w with without them helping, I, I actually wouldn't have anything that I have now. Yeah, and when you look at it that so, way, I mean, you don't think, really about that. think about that. I have never merc. I, I I may be one of those dirty mercs at least occasionally. Like I'm not anymore, but I, I never actually paid for anything uh, ever. Um, people have only paid me for stuff, and I mean that's whatever. But um, I I am a testament to the the fact that you can actually get to a crazy point in this game where you know you can do cool stuff just because you can without merking anything. Like everything I'm saying, like comes from the direct experience of that, and and. Uh, it, it's not me like bragging about it. It's it's me saying that Doesn't sound I didn't regulations. do this myself. Like you have to invest in your group, and well, I, I I'm trying to make sure it's not because. But my point is is that all you have to do is invest in your group. I, I I came from a like I said I came from Hades where everything was very LS driven. It was about the group rather than the the you know eccentric individual. 
And when I was on this, when I came to this server, like when I just happened to join Lockstyle because Hayden gave me a pearl, like we were in a different LS. Um, that's just kind of what I've always shown going forward is that I'm always about the group and it's never about what I can particularly do because, you know, it, it, that's not the experience we get in an MMO. It's not about what you can do. You know, a lot of people wave to me in game or send me tells, hey, thanks for the guy. You know, I truly, it's very blasé to me. I don't care. But part of me isn't just because it's blasé. I know these people are showing interaction and connection and wanting to go through the motions of, of being a human being. But I personally don't have <laughs> the ability to be that rock and have the time to dedicate. It's very nice if you do. It's rewarding if you do. But so if anyone has sent me something like that and I've just said, you know, I, I gave a shrug to someone today. I copied the shrug emote from Discord and they said, thanks for the guys, whatever. I gave them a shrug or whatever, because it's just like, you're you're welcome. But it's like, <laughs> it, they're not just thanking. I mean, some some people are certainly appreciative, not just thanking. Um, they're trying to, you know, as we said, when you give that pearl to someone, when you talk and this and that, they're trying to, you know, play the game. And that's part of playing the game is meeting people and having fun and this and that. And I want to tell people, because this is how I'm getting to this point here, starting off with myself, because quite the narcissist I am, right? But no, you, you, speak, to what <laughs> you, you speak to what you know, uh, is that if someone doesn't reciprocate to how you're trying to uh, be the new kid in school, then you need to evaluate that and look at your approach. And it may be awkward, and you may not feel confident, but you have to kind of, everyone's different, you have to gate, not everyone, but there's a lot of archetypes, but you have to be able to gauge the individual person. And if you can do that uh, in this game, you can really kind of... If someone says things to me, you can turn me on in the right ways. Not that we're getting sexual here, but you can turn oh, me on in the right whoa. ways. Bounce, chicka, bow, wow. Where if someone just thanks me, it's not going to do it. There's different strokes for different folks. Oh, man, the emails. I am happy I can't, I can't wait for this to be on YouTube then. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be great. Yeah, but no, oh, it, it's how you man, talk to that's, people. That's great, man. Certain people need different things said and and operate based off of different reward stimuli than other people. You can't just there's no one size fits all solution. Whether it's this game, whether it's dealing with people, as we say, shit is situational, and that goes not just for what weapon is the best, what combo, what armor, this yeah. that setup. That goes for people. You have to also treat people in this game like you treat the game itself, because that is also one of the enemies you're facing, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, I've, I've kind of approached a lot of what we're coming at from like an LS leader standpoint, and that, uh, that, that's doubly important for anyone who wants to be, be a prospective LS leader, is you have to treat people and the approach you have to people the exact same way you treat and approach content. Like there are going to be strengths and weaknesses, pros and cons, and um, there's going to be different ways to handle it. And just being able to overcome that and make the best of what you have is definitely a huge strength. One that I actually lack sometimes when it comes to the people, because I can deal with mechanics, um, but I don't deal with people so well. And, you know, that's, that's something I could personally even be better at. I choose not to deal with people well a lot of the time because I I just, very different reasons for different. I can't give an example. I mean, there's a lot of different here's and there's. I can't give a genuine here or a general here, sorry. Uh, but I will say I enjoy drifting through Vanadeel as much as I've enjoyed doing other things because a lot of the times things that have turned me off to Link Shells, uh, whether it be something like 
Asriel's group or the Warlord Link Shell, etc. Not that I have anything against the Warlord Link Shell. I don't really know that Link Shell or people. They're just a general example I can think of. It's that people in groups operate, obviously, as we know, with a herd mentality differently. And I generally get turned off. None of my, I don't feel like my Link Shell's ever truly been that way, but I get turned off by a lot of the way certain Link Shells act as a group and think they're something when they're really not anything. It's just a game. You're not anyone or something. And they kind of get this attitude. Uh, you saw it a lot with in Pandemonium. I mean, as we were talking about, you know, you said it was Link Shell driven. I said it was personality driven. Someone from Pandemonium could come and say, hey, I played. I have a completely different, you know, experience. Totally different viewpoint. Yeah, it's a whole different viewpoint experiences that have colored how I feel. Uh, maybe just like on the outside of Pandemonium, it's the same as the outside of Asura where everyone says it's full of trolls. It's not. It's really not. It's, you know, there's a lot of loud, annoying bums underneath the bridge. Vocal minority don't, that we've talked about, yeah. Don't feed the bums, and you're fine. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. Don't feed That's the bums, okay. and you're fine. You're not, I mean, step over the, the heroin. The guy is asleep on heroin. Just step over him, and you're fine. The town's nice. It's not Newark, but it's nice. And not that Newark's nice. I'm saying it's not bad like Newark. Oh, Newark. <laughs> I I, compl- I lost where I'm going now. Thanks, Newark. Shit city. God damn it. But anyway, yes. Um, yeah. Don't let don't let those things it. discourage you. Whether it's the group acting a certain way, this and that. There's a lot of things to deal with in the you know, the dichotomies here and the dynamics of social interaction in Vanadil. Very true. I'll let you finish this, Fox, because that was my last closing argument in a bit. I don't know. I've kind of I've kind of said what I I need to say on that, and that uh, you're you're absolutely right though. Everything everyone's going to have a different viewpoint. Like not everyone who comes from Hades uh, comes from the same background that I had on Hades, you know, where it was all like super serious H and M scene at all times where I used to be an LS leader that would kick you from an event. If you didn't listen to one particular thing that said, uh, like, like we, we were serious in this most of the time. Oh yeah. And like that may have been fun for a certain crowd back then, but nowadays it's not that same way. Like I, I would never approach content the same way and like, just like kick someone from content they aren't listening or something like there, there's something going on that, that makes that person the way they are and you know the, the game the way we can face real stuff like the game is not so serious anymore that you know we need people to pay attention like that anymore and I, I guess what, what I'm really trying to get at here is that I may talk about you know what it what you have to do to be an LS leader or an effective LS leader but that's not necessarily going to be the same for every group either. Um, I can tell you how to be mechanically successful at things in this game, but I can't tell you ever. I'll never be able to tell you how to uh, how to actually interact with people. You know, each each person differently um, because that's not what I've ever done for LSs. You know, you, I guess if you want to be an LS leader, know that um, you play to the role you're strong at, and that not one person can do everything. And being able to trust everyone else within the group to do what they need to do to, to, to accomplish what you want to get out of it in the game is really the, the healthiest way that you can approach group dynamics in modern Final Fantasy XI or in LSs. Every Link Shell starts off as a group of people, whether it's social or whatnot, and that group of people will be the determination of how that Link Shell will work, how that's going to go. That group of people, well, there's a few friends. You can't have a link show without that group of people that starts it and that, you know, you have to be able to start it. I mean, a lot of people that make link shows, I think, don't think like, hey, this is going to be a big thing. Like when we make this podcast, it's not a big thing, obviously, still. And maybe it never will be, but I'm enjoying it. But we never sit there and go, hey, this is going to be a big thing. You know, you just kind of do it and things go from there. So, you know, like Nike, just do it. 
we're not sponsored by Nike. We don't want Nike. <laughs> but I mean, if Nike wants to pay us, uh, that's, that's cool. That's that's. Eh. I wear Puma. I, I joke. I joke. We're actually not. We're not in it for for money. We joke about that a lot. No clickbait. No no holidays. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that'll wrap it up. I don't think we could go on and on about this too. I mean, that's it's. There's a lot to say on a oh, small yeah. subject, and it's kind of all over the place at this point. Yeah, like I didn't even go into you know the actual direction that you want to take your shell in. I I was just talking about being an LS leader from an LS leader standpoint. But I mean, you you have to know what your group's direction is and everything. But th- that's a whole another rabbit hole of, of what stuff. comes will come. So let's call it then. That was good. All right. And so thank yeah. you guys. This is Spicy and Fox. And here we go. We got to do our thing. I don't have it scripted. We're not very structured here, Fox. We should really work on that. Oh, God. Here here All comes right. the part of the podcast where at the very end we have it structured. I'm sorry. Thank you again for uh, the email we got. Basically, what we want to say is, you know, send us a comment, whether it's on the Podbean, since that's who we're going to be with for at least the next year, probably longer. If we do this even for you, who knows? But that's what we're with right now. You can leave a comment directly on the podcast there, and I'll get it. So far, no one's used that. But we have gotten multiple emails. We get a lot of YouTube comments. That's cool. And Discord. We're getting more people on Discord now, which is nice. You can join that. If you have any problems with that, leave a comment somewhere. I mean, I'm going to look into the link. Hopefully, it works. Otherwise, um, I think I have a tiny URL slash WTF uh, Vonadeel2 because one was taken. Um, <laughs> it, that's it's in the link shell here, Fox. If you're on, you can say it, and that should work. If you type that in, that'll be an invite to the Discord. Uh, I want to hand out pearls in game too. We haven't even talked about handing pearls out in game. So if anyone wants a yeah. pearl, we could be a really shitty social link shell for everyone. That'd be fun. Part of that is I'm not very good at handling more than the the two pearl slots. Um, there hasn't been a lot of us. room. Yeah. Um. I know Spicy's always in there. Uh, I'm in there right now. I have a set to number two um, because I, I'm, you know, I also leader block style, so I, I can't necessarily yes. just like leave that LS, obviously. But um, I got to sack you. So like you as far that. as like the, the LSs, yeah, the, the the LSs that I that I help though, like I haven't heard a lot going on from the last one that I was in, unfortunately. So Dead. I'm popping in here now. So if people want to join that LS, uh, feel free to ask questions even, or just like suggest stuff for podcast, or even just, you know, kick it around and just meet people and figure out what content you want to do in game, because, you know, ultimately we're paying a game to have fun. I think if so. if the Link Show was ever successful, since we've never invited anyone, we would never know. I think everyone is a social Link Show, you can pick up anyone. I think if it was taken from the point of, we're not an endgame Link Show, we're not doing events, if anyone does that or yeah. leaves the shell to make an event shell to do that, all the better. But if you have a social shell based off of the podcast here with the structure of hey people here sure some just want to talk some just enjoy the game some want to get better some have mechanical questions but if you have that sort of outline funk works to to the whole link shell instead of just being <laughs> a social link shell i think that'll pan out better i, I agree um the, the very first thing I, I think of when i when i actually think of our link shell is i is i cringe because we're technically content creators and i don't want it to be that generic content creator following yeah. where you know everything's robotic i i absolutely despise that it's not a vanity uh, so, project you know, join, join us if you want to join us yeah it's not a vanity project at all like we're legitimately just you know here to just talk about shit we're very humble here our humility is humility is off the charts so yes if you want to email us <laughs> i don't know about we that. like yeah <laughs> whatever we're people sue us don't sue us uh <laughs> email us yeah please don't email us 
with something. We've gotten two nice emails now. I'm sure we'll get more in the future. This will be because last in the meta one, I remember we really went off to like, hey, give us feedback. We really want it. We do want feedback. We want to address certain things. When people say things, generally it's along the lines of what we're thinking, and sometimes we've missed things that we didn't even think about. Maybe it's the horde lullaby range. Um, so just send us an email at wtfinfonadeal at gmail.com if you want, YouTube, etc. And that's it. All right. Later, guys.